If you had 20 minutes with a counselor, what would you ask? I'm Anna Nash. And I'm Julie Sparkman, the counselor with Restore Ministries here in Birmingham, Alabama. You are listening to Head to Heart, a podcast to help you connect what you know with how you live. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Hey, y'all. This is Anna Nash and Julie Sparkman. Julie, are you there? I am here. We are so, so happy to be with y'all today. I guess we're happy because the reason that we are um, podcasting today is to talk about this crazy COVID-19 season. Um, A few weeks ago, a number of y'all, in fact, hundreds of y'all, unexpected but um, exciting for us, um, jumped on to um, take advantage of the free episodes of Six Weeks to Sane Thinking that Julie had put out there. And so we thought, while we um, had your attention um, on the podcast, listening to that and wrapping up that wonderful study, um, helping us not go insane during COVID, thank you, Julie, for putting that out there, we thought we would... um, get a little more up close and personal with y'all and share a little bit about Julie, her family, her life, a little bit about me, and really bring you into the counseling office in the midst of the season. Um, Julie, will you remind them about the 20 minutes with a counselor and why we did that a number of, really, a couple of years ago? Because there would be things in my office that I would say, over and over and over again. And I just thought, wouldn't that be helpful if we had a place where I could just record that? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really where it came out of was kind of like the greatest hits, if you will, from my office, things Mm -hmm. I said a lot. Yeah. And I loved loved it because I would catch myself all the time, as I think a lot of you do, I would say, oh, I don't need a whole hour with Julie. I wish I could just ask her this one question and she could just talk to me for 15 or 20 minutes and just give me a shot in the arm of um, emotional and spiritual hope and encouragement. And so that's what we did a couple of years ago. Then the podcast went to sleep. Julie and Anna were busy doing a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And now one of the silver linings of COVID, as I said to Julie, Julie, I really need to talk to you about COVID. And I think other people would like to listen into this conversation. So we are welcoming y'all today. Those of you that have been involved with the six weeks to same thinking um, series, and maybe some of you who haven't heard from us in a while. So Again, welcome. We are here, and today um, we're going to jump in with a first episode, but I have a feeling that this is going to end up being about three episodes. Um, What we've done is we've reached out to a number of y'all in the Restore Ministries family, and we've asked you this question. What has been the most um, challenging thing for you personally, emotionally and spiritually, in the midst of this COVID-19 season, and how can we um, hear from Julie and from the Lord um, and look into His Word just to bring you um, encouragement and a booster shot in the midst of this? Um, And so I threw it out to Julie, and she started brainstorming, and she came up with four stages, and that's where we're going to jump in. Um, I guess we can title this The Four Stages of the COVID Season to Date with Julie Sparkman. So, Julie, tell us a little bit about the stages. Well, you know, in the beginning, um, everybody said to me as a counselor, oh, 
I'll bet you're just getting flooded with calls and I'll bet some people are really, really upset about this. And the truth was that what I saw, saw both me and my clients, my friends, is that really in the beginning, I'll say stage one, mm-hmm. um, we were all in shock, if you will. Mm. Kind of The whole thing was surreal. Shock. And it was almost like, you know, it was right after spring break, and it was almost like just an extended spring break that we were all on vacation, and we were all <laughs> making memories and taking walks and eating carbohydrates and, and having not family. wearing makeup. Yeah, and having family time, just lots of family time. And at that point, we were enjoying the family time. <laughs> there was lots of benefits yes. in the beginning. That that whole, you know, no makeup, sweats the office, not going to the office thing, that was a lot of fun. And so that was the beginning stage. Um, then we moved into stage two. Well, I just have to say a couple of things about the shock thing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we all were looking around in the media, on, on Instagram, Facebook, we were texting our friends. It was just this, we were looking for some sort of direction. And I don't think in the, those early stages, we had any idea how long Mm-mm. this was going to last. Mm-mm. But I think for me, the biggest struggle in the shock stage, the initial stage was, it was half, yes, 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 I really am loving this. Mm-hmm. I'm loving trying new recipes. And um, Zooming with my friends. Oh, by the way, now I really, really don't like Zoom. But anyway. Nobody does. Know, nobody, nobody does. Now. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was such a mix of emotions, of the highs of an excitement of an extended vacation, mm-hmm. but then feeling just like, just shot over a cliff of the unknown, like an abyss of where are we going and so as soon as I'll be excited, then my very next thought was like, but wait, what, what do we do now? And nobody seemed to know. And I don't think I've ever been joined with friends and family and everyone around me that we shared a common feeling of, I have no idea. That was just so much a part of that initial season for me. You know, now that's funny because you say you felt like nobody had any idea what to do, whereas I felt like everybody had way too many ideas on what to do. And I just thought, I am so thankful that I don't have young children right now because the ideas that were coming over uh, social media, oh my word, that that by the time, you know, COVID was over, that we will have, you know, started a chicken farm and and we are now totally self-sustaining and I'm cooking great, great meals with my organic food. It was really, to me, overwhelming. I felt this huge pressure of what that I to had to fill do your time something. With. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And here's the weird thing. I didn't have a whole lot of extra time. I mean, I was still working from home. A lot of us were still working from home. Uh, these moms are now homeschooling. Why did we think that we were going to have all this extra time? I don't know what that was about, but there was a huge pressure. I felt... So, that, yeah. you know, seize the day, savor this time. So we've been busy savoring and savoring and savoring. So And it was like, show up, <laughs> like just show up and do these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I just think about the, I think the shock moment for the moms of kids in school was that morning, that first morning that all of you woke up to, okay, today you're going to school your kids. 
-hmm. Well, probably the first morning of shock for y'all was the day they said the schools are closed, probably for the rest of the year. But then the second was that waking up of, oh my word, I'm about to be a homeschool mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shock. Vacation's over. (laughs) Yes. Then we move into stage two. Stage two. And in stage two, I think we were all trying to create a rhythm. I know that for my family, um, my husband was home, I was home, and then I had two daughters also working from home. And Mm -hmm. we were all jockeying for workspace, and we all kind of set up our little workstation and our Mm -hmm. hours. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, many of you were setting up places to do school and figuring out all that technical stuff that all of you had to figure out to do school and church and, and work and Bible studies all online. So we were learning these, these new things to do and kind of, if you will, getting a little bit settled, creating a little bit of a rhythm. It felt a little, a little easier, if you will. Again, we had no idea how long this was going to go on, but I think that was probably a little bit easier of a stage, would you say, Anna? Because all of a sudden there was a plan. Is that mm-hmm. what you mean? Like the plan brought a little bit of comfort, or I guess not comfort as much as like, okay, something is predictable all of a sudden. We're going to go to church online and we're going to show up for work meetings and we're going to do, you know, all the moms were doing their schedules. It's like we needed predictability. We needed mm-hmm. routine and structure. Was this the stage that you felt like that was kind of settling in, Julie? Yeah, I'd say settling it in, creating rhythm. I do think at that, at that stage, that was healthy and good. We all were walking and we were mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. doing, okay, if we're going to be in this for a while, what, what rhythms do we need to kind of parameters set up for life and our lifestyle and those that are living with us? Um, but I also think this second stage was the stage that, that came in of maybe individual hard things. Um, the, and everybody was beginning to express how COVID was getting hard for them personally. That's where I see us moving into now. Uh, I'd say now we're in between stage three and four, and I named stage three loss. This is when we were beginning to realize the things that we have lost and we're sad about. Yeah. Our graduations. Yeah. Um, holding, our, holding babies in the hospital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Being able to grab coffee with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, for many of us, my goodness, our paychecks. <sighs> so um, much loss. Yes, our community at work. <sighs> and I think that at this stage, and again, some of you might still be in this, but mm-hmm. I, think um, so. I think that what's so critical for both you and also um, perhaps your, your kids, your friends, is to name the loss and validate the loss. Not, oh, honey, I know you've missed graduation, but, you know, worse things can happen. And, mm. and think about the new trips we're going to, what mm-hmm. going on and on and on. But, you know, what we really need is to validate it. Yeah, mm. it's hard. I'm sorry. If we don't validate and name the loss, we don't move on. Mm. So it's not a matter of positive thinking our way out of it. This is a reality. It's a loss. Don't worry that, oh, no, I don't want to wallow in it, so I don't want to even own that that's what's happening. That is what's happening. 
Mm-hmm. And the sooner you own it, and speak the it, less right. likely you are to wallow in it. And I think each person's owning, everybody is so emotionally consumed and has been for weeks in their own, I keep calling it, in their own personal COVID world. It's, yes. it's very difficult for me to relate to or sympathize or empathize with the other person in my family or in my friend group or whoever, their COVID world that's terrible for whatever reason theirs is. And everybody's is so unique and individual mm-hmm. that we're having trouble drawing encouragement from one another in community because we're so consumed with our own just hanging in there and making it in the midst mm-hmm. of this. And I know for y'all out there, every one of y'all, I think of all of our Restore family and followers and so many that we've come to know and love. And I can only imagine what your COVID world has been like, way different than ours. And so we know for many, it's all relative. For many, it's been a lot harder. It's been a real season of, of, of having trouble not comparing. Like, well, at least you've got that. At least right. you've got that, or at least you can do this, or at least, you know, it's just very, very hard to then just say, okay, this is where I am. This is God's design for my COVID season, and and that's been a big struggle, I think. Well, I think at this stage, too, we're starting to lose sight uh, of the end point. Things are beginning to feel pretty monotonous. Uh, we can start experiencing low levels of depression that mm. come out Remember, too, depression isn't I'm sitting in bed crying all the time. The beginnings of depression are often just feeling sluggish mm-hmm. and irritable. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, what I've, I noticed, of course not in my own home or marriage, but, you know, I'm just talking about my friends <laughs> nor here. Nor mine, nor mine. Mm-hmm. But that things are coming out in relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things that were somehow very tolerable to us when we weren't spending so much concentrated time together. And now we are, Mm -hmm. and suddenly it's, wow, I can't stand that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, here's here's the reality of that, though. Remember this, that crisis does not create dysfunction. It reveals it. God, that is so so convicting. Yeah. So here's the thing I've, I've encouraged others to do, and I have sought to do, like in our own marriage, we have sought to move into it. Move mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. Don't avoid it. Mm-hmm. This is good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like heat tends to bring scent out of anything. Um, it's the same way with this. So mm-hmm. let's take advantage of it. Again, let's not be afraid of it. The father knew what he was doing. This is part of it. What he's revealing mm-hmm. in your relationships it was already there. Hmm. It's just coming to the surface now. And you have had your distractions taken away from you. So move in. Um, don't be afraid of that. In fact, be thankful for that. Because hmm. it was already growing. It needs to be dealt with. Um, face it. Um you know, as you're, as you're also starting to just name your disappointment with your, your partner, um, your relationships, uh, whatever. But it's, it's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. Thank you. It's a normal thing. And I've found, Julie, that just journaling, just putting it on paper exactly how I feel. And it, it can look ugly at times. 
But just mm. expressing that on paper and then seeing it, expressing it to God is such a first step. I mean, if we have the freedom to express it to others, how beautiful that is too. And, and if you feel like this is severe at all, of course we would encourage you to get with a counselor. Um, uh, yeah, and everybody's um, still working, just working from home. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I, I think that's such a good directive, just very practical just the first step is just to speak it out, just to name it, talk about it. And even though it feels ugly and it might look ugly and you might have some, you know, moments of guilt or shame, we all do because we are broken. And just remembering so good what Julie talks about in six weeks, the same thinking, just that God is in this and God is in me. Mm-hmm. And greater is he that is in you than the COVID that's in the world. I'll add that word right there. Yes. Yes, and just as you're moving into it, in prayer, use the Psalms as your template. Yes. Where he is questioning God, showing his confusion, showing his pain, Mm -hmm. waiting in the darkness. Mm -hmm. I think that's a beautiful template of a father that says, I don't just want your stone-cold obedience. I Mm -hmm. want your heart. And right now, uh, my heart um, is quite unsettled. Yes. And and fearful. Mine too. So, uh, and the Father welcomes that. But two, I'm not going to say that I pray and then I leave uh, feeling, okay, Shekinah glory experience, everything's okay now. Mm. It is a process that God is growing in me of endurance in waiting. Mm which has always been something that I have avoided like the plague. And I'm not alone in that. We are an instant society. And um, this crisis is taking a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And we are building, if we choose to move into it, we're building um, the muscles of endurance. Yeah, yeah. Long haul. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going to put these four stages in the show Wait a notes. minute. We haven't done four. I know. That's what I'm saying. We're going to do oh, okay. these. They're going to do this last one because we have a couple more minutes. But if okay. you're trying to take notes or if you're driving, don't worry. We're going to put these four, um, these four stages in the show notes. Um, so Julie's going to talk a little bit about the last stage. Just telling you really quick, again, the first stage was shock. The second stage was we created rhythms. The third is starting to experience loss and living without things that we were used to, things we were passionate about, things that made us comfortable, things that um, that meant a tremendous amount began to get stripped away. And so, Julie, the fourth stage is what? That's what I'm calling, that's kind of where we are right now. I'm calling it the new not-so-normal. <laughs> I really thought... Um, we were going to get it all back by now, all of it. And instead, we're wearing pieces of cloth over our face. What is that? Um, fogging up our glasses as we're trying to, as we're trying to shop. I, I can't even, I also can't understand anyone. This is the new thing I'm finding out. When people talk to me and they're wearing a mask, like in the store yesterday, I was in Target. I had to ask the woman to repeat herself three times because I can't hear her without a mask on. So frustrating. Yeah. But even when I, it's like, even when I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these masks, Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing is, 
we're not back to normal. Mm-mm. Only this might be the normal. We don't know. Um, but this is not the pleasant, we got everything back that we thought we were going to get back. Um, but, okay, if this isn't any, vac- it's not a vacation anymore, <laughs> but what is it? Right. And yeah. again, this is where I'm finding darkness. Um, I want clarity. Mm. I want light. I want them to be able to say, it'll be okay. Give us three months. We're going to have a vaccine. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a cure. Everything will be okay. Everybody's going to go back to school. We're going to have sports. And life will be returned again to normal. And the greatest minds in the world have not been able to give us that. Right. That's right. something we can only get from the Father who's pretty clearly telling all of us, wait, mm. wait. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, the, the questions I'm turning over in my mind um, at this point is, okay, if he allowed it, if God has allowed this, what was he after in my life? Not mm. what grand thing have I built and I've organized all my closets, etc. No, let's switch that up too. If the father allowed it, mm-hmm. what do you suppose he was after? And one of those clues about what the father's after with this crisis is, well, what was revealed? Wow. For example, <laughs> um, dealing with my anger or mm-hmm. recognizing, wow, I, I really don't have much community. I don't have much to return back to. There's a real lack of that in my life. I've invested myself far too much in work mm. and activities. I don't have the friendships that I long for. Mm. And then there's also things that have been revealed that we have seen that we do not want to lose. Right, Like right. the slower pace. Yeah. Like the less focus on appearance, both of your yourself <laughs> But also of your home. Right. Um, I, I, want, I miss people so much that they are now the central thing that I want back in my home. Right. Rather than how, how good my home looks, mm-hmm. now I can see a shift in my heart, a desire and a thirst for God-designed connection. And oh, following that. Just the purging. It's, it's truly a, like a, a refinement. It's refining us mm-hmm. in the most if beautiful. If we will allow it. Yes. Um, so I think when we um, jump into some of your comments and questions for Julie about the COVID season and your emotional and spiritual stamina, um, I think we're going to, in a wonderful way, hit on some of these same topics mm. as we transition back into normal, whatever that is, um, the new not-so-normal or whatever. Um, I think these questions are going to bring out some of these things that have been silver linings, um, beautiful things that we would never have asked for, but now we wouldn't send back. Mm. And so, it's beauty in the ashes. Yes, so much so. And that really is a perfect place to end this podcast. Um, you could start with our theme passage for Restore Ministries, and that's Isaiah 61. And that's an entire passage about beauty in the ashes. That's an entire passage of rebuilding and restoration Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and watching God redeem the places in our lives and the places in our hearts and 
unimaginable ways, ways that we would have said he can't redeem that, that yes, he can. And so we just encourage you um, to renew your mind with Isaiah 61. That is our theme passage at Restore Ministries, and it would be a wonderful place to um, to leave off on this podcast. Julie, you got any final thoughts? We're at 23 minutes, so we're doing our best to keep it at 20. No, no final thoughts then. Yes, we have to be off by 20 because I heard that that's where our attention span ends. So we're three minutes over, so we're going to sign off. And um, just remember, we are going to do another episode in the next few days um, addressing some of your specific questions and thoughts about the COVID season. So thank you all for joining us and hang in there. We're all in this together. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you want to know a little bit more about Restore Ministries and what we do, you can visit us at restore-ministries.org.